Well, hello and welcome to the Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast, trademarked video podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and many other locations. <laughs> I am happy to say that today we have the one, the only, the amazing Dr. Kelly! Woohoo! <laughs> I try not to be too loud because I know that I can be really extra loud, so sorry about that. Dr. Kelly, thank you for being here. Please tell us what you do and how you help people. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. I'm so excited about being here. And I guess I'll start by saying that one of the reasons I wanted to do this today was because August is National Make-A-Will Month. And so it ties in perfectly with what I've been doing for the last 13 going on 14 years. And if I was to summarize it, Catherine, what I do is I work with families that have children or grandchildren and they have some assets. Like it doesn't have to be big. It could be something like a car or home insurance, personal items, things that are just you know, family heirlooms, and they want to ensure that those assets get passed on to their children and grandchildren instead of kind of just getting lost, which is what unfortunately happens for a lot of families. And they really want to stand back and sit down and say, you know what, I want to make sure I start the next generation off ahead and not behind. And so that's what I've been doing. I have a number of other things that I do as a part of that, but that's really what my passion is all about I'm always about family that's really what my core is all about that is awesome I'm really happy to hear that you have a theme for August you know that's really good and also uh, people they will uh, want to leave their like you said heirlooms like jewelry or uh, personal items that have value so much yeah yeah, I know when I started this journey, actually, I started this journey when I was pregnant with my son. And so this was really deeply personal to me. Um, my husband and I, we had been married. We had some assets, but I'm going to be honest, Catherine, we knew what we were supposed to do, even just for the two of us, but we didn't do it. You know, we're like a lot of other people. You just don't want to talk about it. And I'm just going to ignore reality and here's the funny thing my background is an OBGYN so you know for a multitude of reasons I know that life is not always promised but we didn't quite really want to sit down and do the paperwork but when I was pregnant with my son there was just something that clicked inside of me and that click was I've got to be a grown-up and I have to do what I can to ensure that I'm caring for my children or um, or soon to be children, not just emotionally, but I'm providing for them financially, that I'm caring for them, you know, in a multitude of different ways. And so that was, that's kind of how I got started. It was, it was time to make those decisions about what I would want to have um, for the future for my children. So I got started. And one of the things that I like to say to people, because there's such a taboo Mm -hmm. about talking about these issues you know it's especially in certain cultures you know there's just this taboo about talking about the fact that we're not going to be on this earth forever even saying it like that right we're not saying the word that we're, we're going to die at some point right and so 
there's this taboo about talking about it. And I wanted to make sure that that taboo, this cultural thing didn't stop me from passing on what I had worked so hard for to my children. And so I found out it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't as scary. And I like to say a little bit tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. um, you know, go ahead and make a will. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, because sometimes we need to make light of things, right? It helps us to kind of destigmatize things and move forward. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get that. And um, my father passed away uh I think it was a March 21. And oh, so, so yeah, thank you. And so, you know, he, I have his ashes with me. So that's awesome. Oh. It, you know, it literally, he's like right here, that's <laughs> Which so is, awesome. you know, but he didn't, you know, he didn't make a will. He didn't leave anything in, in writing legally. And so one of his houses, well, the house that he lived in, um, we don't even know. Did his living girlfriend wow. keep it? Did he, did he, was he going to give it to me or my half brother? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And so now it's like, and it was like, a, I, I don't know, maybe like I looked up the address. So I know it was like, um, I think it was like a $150,000 house. Yeah. And, um, and so afterwards we would get phone calls, me and his sister, would get phone calls of like people trying to be like, Hey, your house, you know, mm-hmm. we can, uh, we can, I don't know. We can get you like $10,000, 10% for it or something. And I was like looking up these numbers and the companies that they came from and they were all like scams with bad oh my gosh. and all this stuff. And I'm like, so anyway, in order to not go through all that headache, yeah. it's very important for people to do their wills. Absolutely. You know, I've being in this career, I've heard so many stories just similar to what you just shared. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that story until just now. But the reality is, is you don't have to be a superstar, right? We hear all of these stories about superstars who died without wills, like Prince and um, Chadwick Boseman. And, you know, those are important stories because they come to the forefront. But the tr- the reality is, we ourselves deal with our own stories and our neighbors and our families and our friends. And, you know, I like to tell people this estate planning conversation, this getting your will done conversation. I think there's really three main components of it, right? We want to outline the people that we care about. And so your dad, I know loved you, but if you don't have that document that simply states These are the people that I want to leave my assets to. It is so often gets lost. It gets confused and people don't know where things are supposed to go. You know, for a lot of people, it's going to be the people I care about. My beneficiaries are going to be my children and my grandchildren, but that's not the case for everyone. Just because someone doesn't have children or grandchildren doesn't mean that they don't have siblings that they love, that they would want to leave something behind to, or that they don't have um, parents or pet. You mentioned, I think, a doll when we were talking before. It really doesn't matter. It just means this is what I care about. This is what I, these are the people or the things that I want my assets to go to. Mm-hmm. And just to make sure that's really crystal clear. 
So I talk about the three components being, you know, who are the beneficiaries? What, who do you want things to be left behind to? That's the first. My heart is always about the caring part mm-hmm. first. And then the second part is the financial, right? That home had both financial value and sometimes even personal value. So your assets don't, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, this conversation is not really about me. Maybe I don't have a whole bunch of things. But again, we spoke about before, sometimes it's family heirlooms. Sometimes it's a Pokemon collection. Who knows the things that are personal and special to people? My mom had a grandfather clock. Now that sounds so important. But guess what? That grandfather clock is not so old that there's probably this huge financial value. But because she wanted a grandfather clock for so long, when she got a grandfather clock, that clock meant more to me because it was something I know my mother wanted. And so it's in my house now. Both of my parents have passed away. And so that value was there not because again, it was like this big dollar value. Now, maybe in three, four generations, that grandfather clock that has her name and my my dad's name on it. And when they got married, will have some additional value. But again, sometimes assets are things that are deeply personal, valuable to you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about uh, material things like houses, cars, uh, heirlooms. What about people? What if two parents pass away what do their children what happens to their children or you know things Mm -hmm. like that is that something that you uh, are able to do or can refer us to or what how does that work well you know what i'm so glad you asked that because i I, you know i was sharing that a part of this journey began for me when i was pregnant with my son and Mm -hmm. um i mentioned that yeah it had to do with the finances but the number one thing Catherine that it had to do with was guardianship I wanted to make sure that I used the will because of a really important part of this will that a lot of people don't know about is if you have children that are under the age of 18 right um they need to have a guardian if unfortunately you pass away before they are considered adults Mm -hmm. and that was probably number one for me I wanted that will to state who would raise my children if for some reason I, my husband and I weren't able to raise them ourselves. Um, that, that was the heart of it. The money was secondary for me. I did not want there to be a moment when my kids were one in the hands of the state and having the state make that decision. And I don't say it because I think that the courts are bad or that they would purposefully make a bad decision, but I just could not imagine that a stranger outside of me and my husband could know exactly what I would want and who I would want to raise them. I think they would try to make the best decision possible and it might've worked out okay, but I wasn't okay what it might work out okay. That was just not acceptable, acceptable to me. Um, I had family at that time. I was living in Las Vegas and I had family in Las Vegas and I had family in New York. My husband's family is in St. Thomas. And, you know, I just didn't want there to be confusion about who would raise them. And I didn't want my kids in the hands of some unknown until that decision was made. So the key components of your estate plan are going to be, like I said, your beneficiaries. Who do I want to have my things? 
outlining what your assets are, right? And so your dad, for example, would have outlined the house or whatever um, bank accounts he had, or maybe there was land somewhere. Do you know people lose land because people didn't even know in the family they had a little plot somewhere, right? Um, it could be his his personal assets. So we have the beneficiaries, we have the assets. We have, if you're um, a parent of a child under the age of 18, guardianship, huge guardianship. And then another component is something called a trustee. A trustee is the person. So a guardian is the person who would raise your children physically, love up on them, and hopefully raise them in the way that you would want, right? We might love our sister, but maybe our sister doesn't have the same philosophies right. you have. And you might choose a friend to be the guardian. Really important to have something like that outline because the courts most often will go with what they think is the hierarchy, right? Again, making their best decision. But the trustee is the person that you designate to take care of the finances on your child's behalf until either um, they are adults 18 or maybe you decide you want to wait until they're 21 or 25. Again, whatever you designate. And then the executor, that's the next part of your will. The executor is the person you trust will execute what you write in the will. So the components, beneficiary, assets, executor, the person who connects the beneficiaries to the assets, guardian, and trustee. Now, not all of those may apply, but you want to at least know what the five key components are and that a will is legally binding. That's huge. Your hope and your guess is not legally binding, right? You know, I, I hope that person will make the right decision. They don't have to. Wow. That's, thank you so much for um, answering my question and for telling us so much more than, than we could even imagine is going on out there and is happening in real life every day. You know, uh, people are leaving behind things that CD collections, uh, yeah. you know, a two month old baby in the hospital, you know, who knows? Crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you said that too, because one of the things that I want to share with your audience is, is that there are billions of dollars in unclaimed funds. I don't know if you're aware of that, Catherine, but billions of dollars in unclaimed funds. And so when people think that things are just magically going to end up in the hands of the person that the people that they leave behind that that, that is really far from the truth. Um, and there are ways to actually find out if you are named as someone who is the beneficiary of something that's an unclaimed fund. And so for the people who connect with me and they go ahead and do the one hour free strategy session on making sure your assets pass the way you want, making sure you create a, um, you know, a document about the guardian. Um, I'll also be sharing with them how they can find out if they're one of the people who are listed for the unclaimed funds. Because I can tell you, there's nothing like having that extra little gift. Um, and again, I don't think it's the state or the government's fault. It's just unfortunately, um, sometimes we do not connect, you know, the people and the, the things that we have the right way, and then they end up getting um, lost. So yeah, definitely would be something I'd love to share with the people who, who want to sit down and chat with me. 
Absolutely. And that brings me to your information. Dr. Kelly's information will be in the description below, and you can hyperlink on her links that she has available, including a Calendly where you can book a strategy session with her. And it the, the first consultation is free of charge, I yes. understand. Okay, cool, cool. That's always a good thing. Thank you for the freebie and the information. Um, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Kelly. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and um, we're definitely going to chat more. So uh, please let us know where you want or how you want to connect. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So one of the best ways to connect with me is on LinkedIn. And so on LinkedIn, um, it's just under Ask Dr. Kelly. Okay. Um, you can also connect with me directly via email. It is L. S dot K Jack King at gmail.com. Um, and then the other way to connect with me is via phone 770-648-4969. And in that one hour strategy session, you will walk away with a blueprint on getting your estate planning done. So all of those components, those five key components, you actually have a blueprint um, of and also information on how you can find out if you are one of the people who um, is a part of those unclaimed funds. Wow, thank you so much. Everybody, please um, check out Dr. Kelly's information down below and connect with her and grab a strategy, strategy session. It's complimentary, the first one. So get yourself a blueprint for your will and um, do not miss out on this opportunity. Thank you again, everybody who watched the Pink Cloud Nine vodcast and watches it and has subscribed. Appreciate your support. Please be kind to children and the elderly. They mm -hmm. uh, sometimes get taken advantage of or not cared enough. So please, please, please be kind. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs>